No Directions PaizoCon 2019 seminar coverage is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash no direction. No, he's doing all sad. Like that. Are you doing a Rebus? It totally is. Told you. <laughs> Rebus. Not bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have a stew on that. Um, hello, everyone. Let's get started. Uh, this is a kind of a brand new seminar for this year because, uh, well, you know, as always, we're huge nerds. Um, if you're here for puzzles, welcome. If you're not here for puzzles, you should stay. Yes, because please don't leave. <laughs> please don't leave. Oh, no. Um, so we're going to do a quick, some quick introductions. Uh, my name is Jason Keeley. I'm a developer at Paizo. I'm working mainly on the Starfinder Adventure Path line. And part of my bona fides is for several years before I started working for Paizo, I was a uh, crossword puzzle and logic puzzle editor. Um, and so puzzles are now in my blood. Help me. <laughs> it's, it's very painful. I'm Joe Pacini. I'm a Starfinder developer. I have no bone feeders, whatever. Mm. I just like puzzles and, and like it. making them, and no yeah. one stopped me. So. <laughs> we do it's this good. now. Yeah. We, yeah, this is our life. Ron? Uh, I'm Ron Lundin. I am a Pathfinder developer. Not a Starfinder developer, but whatever. we're all developers. And um, I... These two guys run the puzzle hunt that we do every year, and I'm I'm a big puzzle hunt fan, and I do all the like the tests. They're like, oh, we got the draft of our puzzle hunt, uh, you know, sort of the several weeks before PaizoCon. I'm like, oh, oh can I, can I, can I, can I? Um, Ron is our number one play tester. Absolutely. I, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm their number one play tester, especially in our hearts for puzzles, for puzzles, <laughs> especially um, for puzzles. Yeah, and I get uh, um, one of the things that I like to do. We're going to a little more talking yeah, about. Sure. Um, puzzles in role-playing games specifically is think a lot and include sort of puzzles that make sense within the confines of a role-playing game. Right. So yeah, that's basically what we're going to do here. We're going to talk about puzzles in games. Uh, that'll sort of eventually, maybe we'll get to if we have time to do a little Q&A, talk about just puzzles in general. If you've got something uh, you're stuck at, maybe uh, a certain puzzle hunt at a certain convention has got, <laughs> got you stumped. Uh, we can talk about that kind of thing. Um, and we want to you know, include some information for you all to help you figure out what to do if... Uh, I assume a lot of you are here because you like puzzles, but maybe your players don't like puzzles so much. Is there something uh, that we can give you some tips on how to maybe do things that are like puzzles but aren't quite puzzles, but to give you your sense of puzzles in the game but not necessarily hand out puzzles to your players? We'll be saying the word puzzles about 1,000 times. You should keep a track of how many times we say the word uh, on the wakeboard. It's part of a meta puzzle. It's part of a meta puzzle. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think uh, just sort of, just sort of, Overall, and this is sort of just general jam advice as well, is to know who your players are. Um, if you're the type of person like us who really like puzzles, but then your players really don't, don't force it on them. They're just going to resent you in some fashion. Uh, uh, they're, they're, yeah, yes. Let me, let me add to say, when we're developing a professional venture publication, we don't know who the players are. And so it is very common for us every time we include a puzzle to put in a sidebar or something. Say, Look, if your players just don't like puzzles, here's an intelligence check or here's what you can kind of do with it and do away with it entirely, right? We, we want to empower GMs whose players hate puzzles to just not slow down their game or do something the players are going to hate. So in that way, we are also thinking of the audience. Yes. But the audience could be much wider, and they might include non-puzzlers. Right. Let's talk really quickly about what I think, yes, what I hear whenever I hear people hate puzzles or players hate puzzles in games. I think they're talking about riddles. That's my secret <laughs> idea about this whole thing is that a riddle, uh, I mean, you can get into that. I'll be happy to let you okay. talk about we the distinction that yeah. I care a lot about. <laughs> sure, Joe. But, uh, yeah, riddles riddles are those, I'm, I'm this tall and this wide and I have no sides. Right. <laughs> what am I? 
Yeah, I mean, that, 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 if you can come up with the answer, I'd be super <laughs> impressed. Um, the, 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 you know, the Smeagles and Smeagol yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and the Hobbit riddles. So those are those are good. Those, are, those can be in a game, but in a way, we don't really think of them as, as puzzles for 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 a couple reasons. Um, one is that uh, uh, that sort of talk about the, oh, let's talk about let's talk about the general definition of a puzzle, and we can sort okay. of talk about that and sort of why a riddle isn't that. Why of, riddles right? don't fit. Why in. riddles don't yeah, quite fit. That. Okay. Um, how we define them, mm-hmm. I mean, your definitions may vary. Uh, a puzzle is a problem that can be solved with some critical thinking, right? You have to look at something, maybe that's spatial, maybe it's it's based on you know a language or or figuring something out. It's it's important to have a, a progress to the puzzle. If you get like a jigsaw, think of it in one way. Think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. You know, you've gotten. Uh, a certain amount of way because you can start to see the picture and you've got the maybe you start with the outsides and you start a frame and you have a, a definite feeling of progress and what uh, you, how much more you might have to go to get to a solution. A puzzle also has a solution. <laughs> I said to be obvious about it, but there is a uh, a I'll go to the other side, the other page now. Um, We're almost done, yeah. Right, uh, and uh, that uh, that there is something to know that you have got a puzzle in front of you. You kind of should know what the puzzle wants out of you when you go into it. Otherwise, you're just kind of beating your head against a brick wall. You don't know what it is or what, it, what, what what's coming out of it. Um, another thing that we sort of, sort of, so that sort of riddles kind of just kind of like, you know the answer, you don't know the answer. You can kind of maybe suss around it, but also riddles kind of have cultural significance. They have double meanings that aren't always clear. Um, that sort of thing. And that's why we don't really count them as much. They can be fun. You know, you get a Sphinx, you get it, or, or some other weird creature in your thing, and when you give riddles. And you, if your players know you're going against riddles, they'll have that they'll have that clear indication of what, 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 that, what they might need to do. I don't, you know, players look at it, we can't figure this out. GM, how do I just roll, roll intelligence? Maybe you might know something. Um... Another thing that's sort of a part of puzzle definition is puzzles shouldn't necessarily require out specific outside knowledge to solve. You should have all the pieces that you can have right here. Jigsaw puzzle gives you all the pieces and a picture of what the finished product usually, usually some of the more tougher ones might not. Um, and it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, matching shapes and, 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 and patterns and whatnot uh, to figure out the, 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 how to put it all together. Um, we want to give this example. Oh, Ron, right. so I've got give, my, us, let me, give let me, this, let me this give you a puzzle. This, this puzzle. Game. This this is an so, example of, of one. The Joe picture. Ah. Um, <laughs> so, the simple puzzle along this line, as far as knowing the knowledge that is contained, is those you can't see. Sixty-three, sixty-four, sixty-five, blank, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. What, what goes in the middle there? Well, obviously, it's Marquette Road, because in South Chicago, it goes 63rd, 64th, 65th Street, Marquette Road, 67th, 68th. But that's a, that's a right. ludicrous puzzle <laughs> for anybody who isn't, doesn't know they're being tested specifically on Chicago street trivia. If you're in a bar on trivia night in the south side of Chicago, maybe this makes a sensible puzzle, because you kind of know the environment is expecting something of you. But here at PaisoCon in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, right, or or in you know anywhere on Galarian, <laughs> right? Obviously, uh, and this sort of gets to our main point is that context is super important when it comes to these puzzles. If you've got a puzzle just like that, that is maybe maybe you're running a you know a modern game in the South Side of Chicago, and some weirdo comes up to you and says, mm, "Solve my puzzle, and I'll give you a gun." Um, uh, <laughs> they might have that, and it might that might that context might matter. Twitch will say, "I'm on the South Side of Chicago. I already have a gun." <laughs> exactly, and that's the correct. You've solved my riddle. And he pumps into a, 
the, the of course the famous Chicago leprechaun, yes. <laughs> Chicago gun leprechaun. Uh, I've gotten way off track. Just, no, that was on there. Just cross, oh, cross off, <laughs> Chicago gun leprechaun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the, where is where where do these puzzles happen? Right. Uh, 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 most of the time, you're going to see them in a lot of dungeons, and 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 often if it's just a dungeon of like you know of a cult of Lamashtu, for instance, right. Having puzzles in that doesn't quite make sense. They're not really about thinking and, and, and puzzling things out. But if you're in like the dungeon of some you know wizard who's got an intelligence of 500, he might be like, ha-ha, you know, the adventurers will never get to my sanctum because I've hidden it behind a super clever puzzle. So that, that's important to, uh, uh, for that indication. Um, and, you know, what, you know, and, and what is it doing there? Why is it there? You know, is it there to uh, visit a lock, essentially? Or is it just... A puzzle in the middle of nothing as he's trying to walk from corridor to you know, room to room. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and uh, it's important to know that as if you're designing, maybe especially if you're professional or if you're thinking about it for your own game, is there a way that the PCs can just go past it? Like, is it is it just a little guy standing in the corner? Ha, ah, stop my puzzle. And then you just go like, okay, goodbye, crazy gun leprechaun. We're going to get a doll. Uh, what is it called? Hot links? We're going to go get some hot links. <laughs> Chicago knowledge. I know. It's <laughs> there you go. Um... Uh, uh, or is it a you know is it a lock? What if it is a kind of barbarian just smash it open, smash the door open? Or a high level wizard disintegrator? Or, or but I mean, exactly. it, where you put it in the game is going to depend a lot on your player's ability. Higher level players have a greater ability to ignore puzzles um, than lower level ones because you just have more ways to decide. I, I don't I don't want to deal with this. I have a way around it. Mm-hmm. Terrific. I've been talking a lot. Do any of you have anything you want to add Moderating. so far? I just, did, I just did about high level. You play. did. I'm okay. also looking at Joe. Do you want me specifically? I'm also looking. At Joe. I don't want to. No, I have nothing to add at this time. Watch yourself, counsel. Upon advice of counsel. Um, terrific. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, to move to move on. So you know where your puzzle. You've got a, you've got an idea of what your puzzle is, and you know where maybe you will know where it is and why it's there, but you don't have the exact elements of the entire thing. So what so what are some things that you can do in a puzzle? Uh, uh, different types of puzzles that you can grab and and, and do things with. Um, again, as I mentioned before, you want to have it be clear to the PCs when they walk up, to the players more so, what the puzzle wants out of them. Um, if, it, if you just come up to a door and it's just a bunch of random numbers, you're just going to get stymied. They're not going to know what to do. Is there some indication somewhere else, maybe even in the same dungeon, it doesn't have to be in the same room or next to it, maybe there's a scratching of notes. If you wanted to start and look real esoteric, maybe some other adventures have come through and left some notes, or is there some other indications where... Hey, you want to be pressing only the prime numbers here? You know, like something you've got to figure. You got to have some indication of what, what what's being asked. Yeah, if if not, in addition to an output, one thing that is very helpful is, as as uh, Jason was saying earlier, the thing that distinguishes a puzzle from a right or wrong riddle is that there's a process to solving it. And one of the things that's very helpful is to have when the puzzle is presented to the players, some some evidence of the start of that process. Somebody came by and started putting something together, or maybe they got some of the pieces right. That not only clues the players, here's kind of the track to start out on, but it also lets them know, here's sort of the actions that are going to be required of you. If there's a bunch of shards on the floor... Ten shards on the floor, but three of them have been put up into the corner of a uh, some sort of mosaic on the wall. The players, are, oh, what what I need to do is to get the other seven in a way that's going to go up in the mosaic on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in terms of presenting it at the table, any kind of handout or object that they can touch or look at, uh, right on. Can't just listen to a 
Yeah, I'm going to describe a puzzle yeah. to you now. <laughs> there's, a, there's a white square, a white square, yeah, a black yeah. square. A white square, a white square, a black square. Two white squares, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just going to... And we have the supplies in tabletop. The RPGs, right? We have yeah, pen exactly. and paper and dry erasable <laughs> things. And oh, hey, can, I, can I criticize this year's puzzle hunt because of this when I was going sure. through it? Yeah. Your, right. your, it's right. pretty. Right in front of everyone. <laughs> right in front of everyone. It's pretty. And the backgrounds of your pages is pretty. Mm. But when I was solving it, one of the things I wanted was more blank space mm. to oh, sketch my things out. Yeah. Because it's it's got a bunch of background, I was mm-hmm. like, right, maybe I'll do it on the back of this one, and then, I mean, if, you're, if your intent was to get Ron to contort at his <laughs> desk to look at a puzzle but while writing an adjacent well, piece of page. Our page, intent was then to kill a lot of trees and have it be one puzzle per page, and then we printed it double-sided. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fair point. Um, but yeah, but but so when you talk about materials that the players need as puzzle solvers, not necessarily the characters in game, yeah. Yeah. then I mean we we have plenty. But keep in mind that you know extra scratch a paper. lot of scratch paper. Yeah, know. exactly, exactly. Um, uh, I've gone through most of these uh, already. Uh, you know, again, sort of talking about uh, let's talk about like what to do uh, when you're you've got a puzzle and you you your players don't know where to start. But you thought you've given them enough. But you haven't. You clearly haven't because they don't just scratch in their heads. They don't know what to do. There's no other way past it. That's not good dungeon design, do but that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're just stuck. So right. So what we what generally was sort of often what we do in in, in our uh, AP adventures and other adventures, we'll put a sidebar and say, hey, look, they're not doing the puzzle. How do you how do they figure it out? Because you know you have your you know twenty intelligence wizard uh, who being played by someone who you know hasn't spent eight. Teen years studying the arcane theories of magic, actually. Um, skill checks, skill checks, skill checks, skill checks, and ability checks. Um, feel free to give them out like candy because as long as they're feeling, you know, they get, oh, they get them a little bit of a clue, they can start working on it and move forward. That'll, that'll, be a bit of a snowball's progress, right? Um, uh, not, not to be confused with Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, my brain sometimes just at firing neurons. Can, can I add? Yes, please so, stop so, me. So, so skill checks, when you want to give people some benefit to solve a puzzle, don't necessarily have to be make an intelligence check or a knowledge arcana. In fact, one of the things that's helpful is to figure out ways that aren't your classical I'm a super smart guy way to figure out the riddle. As an example, if one of the things to solve the riddle is the PCs can reach into this boiling water to grab, I don't know, magical fish or something, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you try, you know, maybe reflex save or dexterity check, try to grab a magical fish, you're going to take some damage. So there's a cost, but they're like, but the rogue would be like, well, I think I can grab that one of those clue fish really quick, <laughs> right? So they're, they're able to contribute using something that they're good at on their character. So it makes them, makes them feel like they made a, a clever choice in building their character. Um, but at the same time, that's, that's able to be used as a clue to sort of propel the, the puzzle solving forward. Right. Uh, and uh, let your actually smart players be smart. Uh, even if they're playing low int barbarians or low wisdom you, rangers or whatever, um, if they if they have a, like see something in that, you know, they should feel free to participate. And uh, you sort of the one thing that we were, when we were discussing this, talking about just sort of like the barbarian kind of walks up and goes, "Well, oh, those two fit together," and then just walks away, right? Like that's like becomes a fun character moment and helps with the puzzle and moves things forward. And the player gets to feel like they've contributed, even though they might not be playing a smart character. You know, there's different kinds of smart, right? You know, there's well, that's that's simple. I mean, everybody. I mean, in this room, you almost certainly know somebody who you wouldn't you wouldn't say they're a real smart person, but when it comes to certain kinds of puzzles, they're really good at it, right? There's no reason to think that the barbarian couldn't be that way. Yeah. Exactly. I just like I like story moments where you figure out why that happened. Like, why did the dullest character figure this incredibly impossible puzzle out? And like, let's say the answer is a three-digit number. It's like, oh, that's their favorite number. Like, yeah. it, happens, <laughs> like, it has to be like that. 
<laughs> has been all along. Right. 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 Yeah. Or even better, it's my yeah. second favorite number one. Yeah. My very favorite number. We'll see when we get to the next yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, and, and to that, like, if if you happen to just sort of um, have a puzzle that maybe is sort of similar to a puzzle that exists on the internet that, that one of your players has read, because they really like puzzles, they do a lot of puzzle solving, and they just know the answer, like, um, why not? Work that into the story somehow. Like, oh, you solved that. You're great. You solved it. Don't, don't, don't stymie them to say, well, Moo, how would you really know that? To be like, how do you know that? Just put it back on them. Figure out how does your character, where has your character seen this puzzle before, for instance? Um, Braun, do, let's do another puzzle. Let's break this up a little bit and do a quick puzzle. Me? Yes, right up, like up on up here. Yes, please write up on. Oh, here's a here's right thing. Up. This is a little bit of a spoilery puzzle. Oh, but it's something cool. it's something that I put into. I, I was going to tell him to write something, but, but he's going to do his own thing. And it actually leads into your point really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put up um, a puzzle where you had to have what is it's heart, mm-hmm. the letter M, mm-hmm. and then this is another Chicago puzzle. I swear to God, this isn't a Chicago one. All right, all right. So you're supposed to put these in. Oh, oh no! And that was the puzzle. So that was the puzzle. There's things we made along. Uh, put those in order and tell me the shape that's missing. Um, so this something like this showed up in one of the adventures we did, and I got people on the forums saying, "Well, duh, obviously it's X Y Z puzzle." I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't make this up, right? <laughs> the concept is not something that uh, that I originated and resolves with Ron Lundin alone. If you're the sort of player who is actually seen this before, I think you figured it out. It's probably because <laughs> you like." Puzzles, and that's okay to be the kind of player who's like, aha, right? Nobody's gonna hate solving puzzles because it's something that seems. It's like, oh no, we we don't we we get to progress. Ah, alrighty. And while you're while you're figuring it out, that's the answer. Um, In that, if you bisect each of these, you get the number one, two, three, and four. Ta-da! Wow. Wow. So. um... That, that kind of leads into stealing freely if you're not publishing things specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're just hacking things together for your own game. Right, Jason? What? <laughs> That's right. Said, yeah, okay. I would uh, say that. Uh, Ron, feel free to jump in. I will be sure to So do one that. of these always lies and one of them always tells the truth. <laughs> this is good audio. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, steal freely from everywhere. Sure, there are um, internets, lots of sites on the internet that just have you know word puzzles and number puzzles and stuff like that. You can always just kind of like, if you need one quick, throw one out there. Um, and yeah, again, <laughs> to stress what, what, what Joe said earlier, not if you're publishing it yeah. or if you're giving it to us as freelance authors. We will know. <laughs> or we will. We might not know, but we'll publish it, and then we'll be really embarrassed. That's even worse. Yeah, that's even like worse you. for us, and yeah. you don't work for us anymore. Exactly. Um, I uh, was there. Anything else you want to say, Jim? That's it. Okay. But you can also, if you find these things, you can use them as springboards for inspiration as well. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but basically, yeah. For instance, oh, this this puzzle, the meta puzzle. Not to, I guess that would kind of spoil this. Does anybody care? <laughs> it's hand, last if you year. Care. <laughs> okay. uh, we we were Jason and I were familiar with a puzzle called Star Battle, I think, right? Yeah. Where you just have it's basically Sudoku but within a regular grid. Um, so instead of uh, geez, three by three, three yeah. three by three squares, yeah, nine it's three by three regular shape squares, and you need uh, to identify a location one per row, one per column, and one per shape. And so we took that and and made it. Spaces you're burying shards of uh, 
the Sahedron. Sahedron. The, the virtuous Sahedron. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, pretty right. good theming. It's not like the greatest, but what? It's, <laughs> good theming. it's a good theme for a puzzle hunt. You might not like present that because then there's all this stuff about, you know, in between. You know, you're traveling to these places. Yeah, you know, yeah, it becomes yeah, a whole yeah. adventure, right? Sure, it's sure. not just a single puzzle. It becomes a, a whole thing. Um, but that that's one sort of thing. If you wanted, you could blow these things up. and A puzzle could be something that actually takes several sessions to solve because you've got to go from point A to point B to point C to get every single piece of puzzle, right? And then put it together or do something at each point to, to, to close a gate or open a gate or what have you. Um, can, I, can I jump in on this puzzle in particular? Sure, yeah. this, this is a good example of sort of what players feel like, I think. Joe, you're the one that can be able to tell me. So we were, Joe and I were on Paizo's team at a... Uh, charity board gaming tournament last weekend and part of it was all the teams were going to individually be dealt like a pack of puzzles and had to go play carnival games got to go play carnival games anyway <laughs> there's a lot of background so what what we did like a lot of people were like we left one person at our table to solve the puzzles and the rest was going to play carnival games and after the three of us that weren't Joe because we left Joe at the table were off to play carnival games we come back around after a few minutes and people are all busily scribbling and figuring out their puzzles we're like oh Joe do you want to take a turn to the carnival games and one of us could sit down and do the puzzles he's like no I'm done with the puzzles they're all solved <laughs> <laughs> primarily because one of the puzzles was this exact type of thing that yeah. he had crafted last year and I, and I suspect that didn't make you feel all sad right no, it was like, oh yeah. that's a puzzle I've seen before you were like <laughs> right. oh oh it's a you know it's like I, a win moment I know you. where the clowns go in this instance <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that theming I'm not exactly sure what I was doing oh was that was, that, like, was it a clown theme star battle puzzle clowns somewhere in <laughs> <laughs> I just recognized the puzzle. I was like, okay, clown. Right, and, and since you've done done them and done a few of them before, you yeah. had an inroad. You, sure. It wasn't the exact. You hadn't seen that exact puzzle oh, before, course, but yeah. you knew the, the tricks one like and the that. tips. How, like, to, how to address right. solve it? How to exactly. how to take the steps needed to make to get towards puzzles. And good puzzles will let you take whatever steps you want. Like Linda Zayas Palmer has a good story about a puzzle she put together, crafted really well, and then a math-minded friend of her came up with a really complicated but accurate way to solve it, and that was fine. Yeah. And they had a great time doing it. Exactly. Uh, and that's that's another thing, actually. If, if you ever, especially when you're kit-bashing your own stuff together, there will be mistakes and alternate solutions you didn't consider. For me, those are just as good and even better, probably. Um, it's up to you whether you want to reveal to the players that they <laughs> broke you. Right. I think it could be like, you know... Maybe that encourages them next time you put a puzzle in front of them, like, oh, I'm going to beat him again. Like, uh, if they're that kind of. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> they'll hate you in your puzzles. <laughs> that's okay. well, got, yeah, like you say, if they've got to something that is solidly reasoned mm-hmm. and, and they haven't missed anything, and it's not the answer that you decided, yeah, I mean, there's nothing keeping you from saying, you're correct, now let's yeah. move on. Because the, the goal in any of this, I mean, the goal, I mean, the very meta goal for the reason that we all play this game at all is to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and to feel like that what we've spent our time doing has value. And so to actually go through and be confident in an answer and be told, no, this thing you had fun doing that you felt like has value has no value, start over, <laughs> yeah. is not really the message that we should be giving in a role playing game necessarily. Um, unless you really don't like the players and want to go do something else. So. Um. You're trying to break up the friendship. <laughs> I don't want to actually hang out with you guys anymore. Uh, cool. So uh, we sort of talked about some uh, stuff in general. Uh, I kind of want to go... The specifics into some pitfalls and sand traps that you might hit for puzzles in a 
specifically in role-playing games. We sort of have talked about how riddles aren't quite puzzles because you don't quite have the, the progress there and it's just a right or wrong answer. Um, similarly, you kind of want to avoid puzzles, not avoid, but just be, just be very wary of language-based puzzles in general. Anything that might even also just be a pun or has a, uh, you know, we start talking about anagrams and cryptograms. Those work in English. But if you are saying like, oh, look at this ancient, these ancient runes of another language. Oh, these correspond one-to-one to common English letters, which okay. is something that happens, if any of you have played Shattered Star. It happens in Shattered Star, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mark Seifter was running that for us, uh, doing a playtest, and he was joking about how this, this, this ancient Thessalonian runes, each rune means one letter of the English language. You know, like, it can break immersion. And that, stuff like that is fine. Numerals, even. Numerals, do that. Yeah, yeah, numerals might, but, but those are a little more, in a, in a way, universal right. sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're talking about that sort of thing, have a, re- you know, if you can need to do, want to do it, have a reason for why this is exactly one-to-one English language or uh, 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 anagrams, the exact letters mixed around or what have you. Um, yeah, and uh, and again, uh, you know, things that, words that mean, mean things in different languages, you know, that that's generally kind of fine, that, that sort of falling back on riddles and puns and stuff like that. And that's the sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's never very... Every once in a while, maybe, but it's not ever as as, as puzzle heavy. You know, it's not as puzzle delicious. There you go. Puzzle delicious. This is full of vodka. All right. That's another thing. Tone it can. If oh, you, definitely. If you have like a rhyming clue. Uh, it's not going to work with a sinister villain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's definitely like the puzzle. The goblin theme of. This year's puzzle yeah. hunt is, is is awesome. So if you haven't seen this year's puzzle, has everyone seen this year's puzzle hunt? Good, thank you. <laughs> so it, it was born of uh, just after last year's yeah. PaizoCon. At some point, I was talking to Jason, like like we do because we're nerds to we talk about puzzles. I was like, I want to do puzzles one day where it's like the intern who doesn't know how to make the puzzles and gets stuck doing them and messes something up. And uh, and Jason was like, that sounds like goblins. And I was like, perfect, great. Pathfinder Second Edition is coming out. Uh, we'll do our puzzles, and so the theme of the puzzle hunt this year is we asked some goblins to help us make these puzzles, and they got something wrong on each one of them. So they made a crossword, but they messed something up. Right. So part of the puzzle is figuring out what did they mess up, and then solving it yep. normally. Uh, yeah. And what was the point of saying all that? Uh, just so you can vary these things. Up. Themes and tones, yeah, yeah. very important. Uh, puzzles that you find for inspiration, you can vary them in certain ways. This one is broken. This puzzle, then that becomes part of the theme in the tone, as long as they're like, hey, this puzzle actually doesn't work, but you can still solve it to get to an answer that is, will get you through the adventure or what have you. Um, and that just sort of makes things more flavorful. And, 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 and what I, one of my other notes here is basically, you know, if you're using a lot of puzzles in your campaign, you vary them up. you got to have different kinds of puzzles. And things, like different things, you can have visual puzzles, which are like jigsaw jigsaws, uh, 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 or spatial puzzles, what have you. Um, things like logic puzzles, uh, which are basically like, you know, you've got five people and each of them has a different color hat and, you know, that sort of thing. And figuring that, like, basically that sort of thing, you might be like, you've got to put these these symbols in the right order in the tomb to open up the door, and you've only got a couple clues to figure out that this is, this is the immediate left of that one. Um, and, I mean, if you want to put some sort of some oomph behind it for your players. When you put them in and they're wrong, they take a little bit of damage or get some sort of sure, regulatory right. effect, yeah. right? Because at some point, at some point, a puzzle that there isn't any cost to attempt different solution to brute force it. 
Pleasure to be Well, I, they just described like this is how I brute force it, right? Nobody's going to make them sit there for twenty hours in order to put all configurations together. But the, but but the it, characters don't have any other thing else to do, so they can clearly just sit there. I mean, they're for 20 taking hours twenty on that five foot square to find traps. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but they, but if you've got some sort of cost, you can reflect in the game. This is why you can't just brute force it. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, or you, you can, right? You can <laughs> run out all your wands and carry wounds, etc. And going back to your clue fish, having people have other ways to contribute who aren't necessarily interested in the puzzle, maybe they can keep the door shut while you know, the rest of the party is trying to yep. solve the puzzle or something. While the, while the mama fish is trying to get in and stop <laughs> people from grabbing the little baby clue fish. <laughs> this is spoilers for the upcoming adventure. <laughs> Where did you get fish this? Fish. Red fish, clue fish. <laughs> <laughs> um... There are also sort of uh, uh, general thinking, lateral thinking puzzles, and that's this general, you know, like, oh, this person is standing, is hung under a puddle, and there's a puddle of water underneath them. How did they die? Um, That kind of stuff. Those, you can kind of take those lateral thinking puzzles and turn them into murder mysteries that happen in your game, right? Have them come up. It's not just like you. someone comes up to you with a scroll and says, I have a scroll for you. <laughs> a man was found dead. No, you have them find, like, these are things that are physically can happen in the game, right? So have them find someone. A locked door mystery. Ooh, what happened, you know? And, and those are almost puzzles. They're more mysteries, but, you know, it's a fine distinction, but you can take things like those lateral thinking puzzles and, and fully do that. They literally have to get a fox and a chicken and a bag of brain across <laughs> the river. Oh, no. Um, and um, uh, finally, another sort of fun one for, I think would be fun for role-playing games, is the, um, you know, the, the, the jugs of water puzzle, which you can have physically in the environment. You know, you've got a three-gallon bucket and a six-gallon bucket. How do you make exactly four gallons of water? Um, and, you know, there's a waterfall here. And you, you can really spice up what, 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 the, what is presented to the PCs and show them, you know, and then they can spend the time figuring that out. And again, sort of, if they get it wrong, yada yada. If that's a home game, I'm going to pull out the shot glass and the pint glass and, and make oh, maybe something yeah, they do can a little mess bit, around with. Yeah, that. yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a great way to, to give them the the, uh, um, the visuals or or like sand timers, right? You've got yeah. a, a two minute sand timer and a five minute sand timer. You need exactly three minutes. Go, you know. Your shot glass and pint glasses aren't already out for your games already. Support your guests. Um. Gosh, I've kind of we've kind of gone through nearly everything here. You really spent through that. That's good. Uh, I, 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 I I take notes on things and then I just run through them real quick. Yeah. Anything else you all want to say? We can move on to maybe some Q and A if anyone has some thoughts about that, or just talk about. We can give you talk about specific puzzles and like what was this panel? Right, this was just we wanted to talk to you about puzzles. So. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we got like, it. Well, oh, now you're captive audience. Listeners our, talk yeah. about puzzles. Our responsibility was to say how to use them well in adventures. Right. <laughs> um, Did we do the okay with that? Yeah. yeah thank you. Enough, thank yeah. you. Very kind. All of you. Yeah, trapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we, we, we we don't. One of the things. Speaking of sort of professionally putting puzzles in. It's not. It's not something generally that Paizo does. I mean, we don't. You'll have entire. I mean, not just entire adventures. You'll have entire adventure paths where there isn't a single puzzle in there. Um, and being able to get them in. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah, some people love them. Some people within Paizo love them. Some people within Paizo don't love them. Um, think they break immersion or you know don't haven't seen them handled in a really good way. So right. when you when you see them in the Paizo published products, cherish them because somebody <laughs> fought hard to put those in. <laughs> I, I put one in. I try to put puzzles and mini games into everything that I write. And the adventure path I wrote most recently, the only one I've written. I don't know why I say it. Like that. <laughs> 
I could still say it that way, right? Uh, I had a puzzle encounter in there, and it got cut. Uh, the dev said it was too abstract. Um, so I'm still you know, recovering from that. So mm-hmm. kind of, so that was like the very but first image right. you ever wrote, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last. Does that mean you can share us? Yeah, you think, right? Uh, well, wasn't it wasn't it a keep talking and no one ex- yeah, explodes type of yeah. mini game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was your idea, I think. I was like, I want to do a puzzle for this. Which you, we, like, didn't you say literally like, I want to do a bomb? A bomb. Yeah, I did yeah. a bomb. I was like, just yeah. use keep talking, and that's how you can use something. You use that to inspire. It's like now there's someone who has a bomb. This is for Starfinder, obviously. There's a bomb with wires and whatnot, and then someone in another room has the way to solve it. So you've got mm-hmm. to talk to them, and maybe there's like. You know, different striped wires and, and time is ticking down, or, or weird things with homophones or something like that. If, if you ever play Keep Talking, no one explodes. It's 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 pretty good. Uh, it's a very stressful game, um, but it is very fun. And that's a video game, and you yeah. can pull from that too. Like exactly. I, to, I mean, and and, and, and uh, it happens. Uh, the other way it happens a lot too. It's like if I can, I could count the. If I have to solve the Tower of Hanoi in a video <laughs> game ever again. I will go insane. Yeah, I've okay. done it so many times. I'm Promise. sure many of you have. I've all okay. may I have already gone insane. Okay. If I have to hear that from you. <laughs> so touche. So yeah, we're. I think we're happy to talk about. Yeah, we can take. Y'all. If you want, want to take a look at that past years and that sort of thing. Yes, you. This is actually a really weird question, probably, but my players really love puzzles, and I'm really bad at making them. Ah. And so, I was just wondering if there's any like. Places that I can go look that you would know about. Yes, there are a few places that you can go. There's, um, there's actually there's a there's a uh, something called the Puzzled Pint. It is a P I N T Puzzled Pint. It is a monthly and it happens all around the country. It happens in different places all around the country. Uh, it is basically like bar trivia, but you get puzzles. What they do is they put up their um, old puzzles uh, as PDFs. So you can go there and you can down. You can see all the different ways that they do these sheets of puzzles, and you might be able to get at least one or two ideas. I know I have for our puzzle hunt. Um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, which one? Might be this particular. Hunt, yeah. game. And it, they they do lots of like, it's um, someone different sort of does the puzzles each time, and they do a lot of fun. The one that that, that, that Joe and I uh, did one time, mm-hmm. they um, and which inspired what. Ended up being slightly different for the actual puzzle, but it was a it was a Leonardo da Vinci themed night. We're doing these, and we each sort of you could take this puzzle, I'll take this puzzle, and then we you get and it's a puzzle hunt like ours. At the end, you you, you get a couple answers, and you put them together to form a, a meta puzzle. And this meta puzzle had you cutting out the pieces of paper and forming one of those um, the the helicopter thing that the Leonardo da Vinci has, and that sort of spin and had letters on it, and it had a lot of like tactile elements. It was very interesting. Um, I was like, oh, I want to be able to figure out how to do that myself. Um, it's yeah, so and that might the, sound overwhelming. Just it feels like that because well, there's plenty of like you know yeah, and the, grade right. Then there's this easier stuff in yeah. there. Lots of stuff sort of like this is a yeah, uh, you know uh, um, I can't think of anything. Uh, uh, so this is sort of there's a lot of things uh, uh, though. A lot of times you get in puzzles are semaphore, braille. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the pig pen cipher. Yeah. Uh, those kind of things don't necessarily work in role playing games because those things don't exist in Galarian. Yeah. Um, but, but, but that doesn't mean you can't pull the concept of yeah, the right, puzzle exactly. and translate them to something in world right. in order to try to use If somehow you've done a semaphore, like, just sort of, like, interesting, people are doing this and this and this, and then somewhere you you put a book that essentially says, this means A and this means C, yeah, and sure. they'll put it together and be able to do the, do the translation. Um, uh, uh, but, yeah... Um, they have, they also give the solution, so don't worry about that. Right. And on there, you, there'll be a, a link. You sometimes they put it in a the weird. Sometimes they put the solutions in a um, 
uh, the rot 13 cipher, which is uh, taking a letter and then moving it 13 letters down. There's a website you can also go to to just type shit in and it'll immediately, so you don't have to go through the trouble of translating it yourself. Um, is there another... You sounded like you had another one. I was really I, curious to hear. I, I couldn't excited. remember. That one is one I, I go to a lot. Um... Now, the puzzle grid doesn't really work as a puzzle. Puzzle variety books. Puzzle variety books, yeah, yeah. Uh, about Penny Press. Um, Which also informed and Dell. first puzzle hunt. We, right. There was some stuff in there that we just... Let me also say, that if we're throwing around a couple different ideas, if you're going to be presenting more than one puzzle to your players, maybe vary where you're getting them from. Mm. So if you've got a player, oh, I read Puzzle Pine all the right. time. Yeah, and yeah, I, bet, I go to everyone every month. You know. yeah. And that's uh, true, but the thing is, there's so many... It like you know, just like with this star battles thing, like even mm-hmm. if you've seen it before, you haven't solved that one before. That's right. And there's scaling right. difficulties that you can. Well, yeah, because all all you know, and that's a really good point, because all you know is the process to getting to the solution. Yeah. And as we talked about earlier, the players probably shouldn't be in the dark when they're given any yeah. puzzle about the process to get to the mm-hmm. solution. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. Cool. Uh, yes. You have a resource for any sort of physical puzzles as opposed to intellectual ones. Like I, um, mm. an example would be like t- taking a rope and tying it from one person's hand to another person's, Ooh. and then they have to get out of a certain position. Oh yeah, basically the stuff you do at a like a corporate retreat. Yeah. <laughs> or, or escape yeah. rooms. Or escape rooms. Yeah. No, I mean like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like you can kind of like if you do escape rooms, you can uh, 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 kind of steal that stuff if you need if you can if you. If <laughs> we don't literally steal the stuff out of the escape room. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> We're yes. not condoning that. Do not do that. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Um, uh, but you can get those sort of ideas from that sort of thing. If you go to a lot of uh, good and interesting ones, the, you know, they, you know, depending on, again, sort of uh, context is important because you might go to one that takes place in a lot. I did one in, in a while back that had uh, basically translated, like, it gave you the numbers, but uh, you had to make them in the letters. Oh, look, there's a periodic table on the wall. 63 is TH because that's Thallium or whatever, you know, and then you spell out a, 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 a clue. That's not going to work in Glaring as well, but it might work in a weird, you know, modern day setting or something like that. Don't, you know, don't, or don't be constricted to just fantasy if you're running games. That's a different thing entirely. Um, uh, 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 I'm trying to think. Oh, you, there are lots of escape room themed board games out there now. Exit, unlock. Uh, uh, I think there's just one just called Escape Room. They come in these boxes. Escape Room the game. Escape or Room the like game. That. I think yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you can get those, and those a lot of the times. Some of them not so much, but the, they think Escape Room the game has physical puzzles in it that you have to put together or fold or what have you. Um, uh, unlock is a weird kind of card thing that comes with an app. That's kind of cool. I like it a lot. I don't necessarily know if there's anything you can steal from those. Maybe you could, because um, it's a lot about like also like finding numbers on the card and putting adding numbers together. Uh, whereas exit is literally also has some physical stuff in there. You might need to cut and and, and that sort of thing. Uh, unfortunately, things like exit and escape from the board game, you can only play them once and then you can't even give them away. But unlock has a different. And uh, I have stock in all three of these companies apparently. <laughs> uh, so go out and buy those games. Uh, uh, so yeah, stuff like that. Uh, uh, again, you can probably like find some stuff online that sort of describes that, and then you'll have to do the physical stuff yourself. But that's a really good question. I feel like their corporate retreats is the right avenue to yeah. those. To be like, I bet you can find some resources that next year we'll have a better answer for that. Right. I wanna... You know what? You know what? I, I just thought of might be kind of fun to do if you want to do some. Go to like a, a thrift store, you know, or, uh, that sort of thing. Buy an old board game. 
um, and use the board somehow in some way. You find one that has a weird abstract board to it, not necessarily like Monopoly or something, but like then you can maybe take the pieces of that and use that in some way of putting the token. And actually, like physically cut up the board yeah, or yeah, something like that. Up, you yeah, can do yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. it. Sounds like a lot of work, guys. I don't know. <laughs> do we have any other? What are more unusual um, things that puzzles do when you solve them? Right, yeah. Um, I mean, the one, it's, 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 well, what they do, that's a good question. Um, sometimes it's just, like, to get, like, I had one, the one that I did, the one that came after that, that one that Ron read, the, the adventure, that is just basically to put a ghost to rest, right, essentially, you know. I'm confused, I don't know where all my stuff is, if you put it in the right order, you know, the ghost goes away. Um, uh, you could have it be, you know, a, a doomsday device that you need to diffuse or set off. Um, let me let me interject to say yeah. the ghost doesn't just go away. The ghost provides you with both a little bit of treasure and and a clue, which yeah. is not vital but helpful for later on down the adventure. Right, I was simplifying it a bit, but uh, <laughs> thank you for making it look better. Um, yeah, it was very it was very well done. Except that it was wrong, <laughs> if you recall. I'll say I think that those are the kind of the better puzzles because it's it feels more optional. You feel more there's more of a story of, around it and it's mm-hmm. more memorable that way. It's not just like this was an obstacle we had to get past. It was mm-hmm. kind of annoying. It was like this is something we chose to do and had a cool story moment that we wouldn't have had otherwise if we had just walked past it. Right. You know, yeah. if it's off to the side and you can just leave it behind, it's probably better. So it's more attractive that way because you're like, well, I kind of want to push back and see yeah. what was that. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe there's some shrine to Nethys and you have to do the thing and then you get a blessing from Nethys because he's the god of knowledge and stuff like that magic. And, you know, you can do kind of like just a sky's the limit in a lot of ways. Oh, incremental solutions. Those incremental are, solutions. With the, with the uh, incomplete solutions. If you've got, in fact, a puzzle where you've got to sort of acquire clues or something like that or acquire pieces or open gates or close gates or whatever, one of the things that you can do to both help ease your non-troubled puzzle people and also give your characters a choice of agency is if they open all six gates, job's done, no check needed. But if they open five, they could do some, mm. you know, take some damage or make a check. Mm, right. If they open only four, take more damage, make more check. So that becomes to the point where they're like, where where do we call it enough as players where we're like, we're done with this, we're happy to take 10d6 damage. Or no, no, let's do one more so we only take 5d6 damage, right? Yeah, that's so it lets, it lets, yeah. So it, 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 that gives... Not only do you show that in your game there's this sort of this progression, but it also gives them some agency on an offer that they can take, which is sometimes valuable. I mean, my, one, I think probably my favorite game of all time is The Witness, and the reward for solving puzzles in The Witness is more puzzles. <laughs> so if I, I have your group, that might be good enough. Yeah, one. exactly. That's not always going to work, especially with story-based games. I'd be happy with it. <laughs> cool. Do you have any more questions? I think there was some. Yeah. yeah. You talked about it a little bit with like the clue fish and the skill checks like candy, but like how do you write a puzzle that includes both the me smash barbarian and the highly skilled uh, rogue and whatnot? Uh, it's it's tricky. I mean, you might not necessarily need the the barbarian to to, to smash the is the solving of the puzzle, but maybe there's like a an optional clue behind something to smash, like with the clue fish, um, that you can sort of, oh my gosh, get that, and then the GM gives you some information uh, interesting. Um, at, at some point, you're going to have, when you're kind of presenting a puzzle, I think if you have different kind of players, they might self-select a little bit, and as long as uh, the the barbarian, the person like the barbarian who isn't maybe even interested in a puzzle and just wants to smash, again, we're sort of talking about like, 
some, they're doing something else in the meantime, and that becomes a time pressure to make it more interesting, you know, for the other people putting together the jigsaw puzzle. That that you know, I think that would be a, one way to do it. That's that's very helpful. The the one of the things to keep in mind is that, with the exception of combat, no part of our game, and by our game I mean Pathfinder or something. With the exception of combat, no part of our game is built so every character can excel equally. Sure. I mean the the traps, the social encounters, the wilderness. I mean somebody somebody's going to be good at, it, somebody's going to be bad at it. And I think players come into the game knowing, pe- except for combat, in which everybody can have some degree of function. Uh, people are like, well, I'm not going to be useful in everything. This is where the self-selection comes in, right? Where if the barbarian's player is the super puzzle crazy person and the the intelligence wizard, the player just not just doesn't like puzzles, then some of the things we've talked about, how the barbarian can be, you know, insightful about that one thing, that's that's just fine, and it's and it's actually fine if the wizard player of the wizard is just like, oh, puzzle, well, you know, he pushes it in front of the friend, you know, likes puzzles, like, well, what do you, you know, that that, uh, you know. Let's do it, right? So it doesn't have to be an equal balance. Making an equal balance is, is useful. One of the ways to do it is to have side things going on. Yeah. But not everything is... It doesn't have to be everything, yeah. Well, that's something we do on a macro scale with these puzzle hunts is we try to have different kinds of puzzles that hopefully, you know, if you have a group of people, uh, and certainly our first solvers are often like this group of people who are super interested, or there's one interested person that makes their friends do it with them <laughs> as soon as possible. But, you know, like last year especially, we tried to have just a visual, like, just spot the difference, you know, so that a low bar of entry for someone who doesn't feel like they're good at puzzlers and that interested. And then cryptogram stuff, and then this one that I will confess I never actually did. It's <laughs> so hard, and I'm so impressed that people did it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so many. That's that's reassuring. So, so many, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so many puzzles lend themselves to being, like, comp- broken into pieces, that you need, like a broken tablet, you got to insert. Well, maybe one of the pieces of that tablet is in a spider's web, and you, you need the barbarian to go fish it out. And I'm sure there's nothing there waiting for them. I have, yeah. I have a comment on that that might yeah. like shed light in a different way. One of the things that it was one of my favorite games I've ever played was Hong Kong Action Theater. Mm-hmm. And we had this, and it was like a, a karate role playing game, you know, a kung fu action mm-hmm. role playing game. Um, and what we did was there was a dinner scene, and we put a table, around the table was uh, some fortune cookies, in real life fortune cookies, and what I didn't tell the players was anybody that ate the fortune cookies, their character got poisoned, but the solution was inside the fortunes, <laughs> so yeah. it was something that everybody could participate in because it affected the players and it had nothing to do with their strength, their dexterity, or charisma. That's cool. Props. Sort of I like, I like yeah, Hong, Hong Kong action theater in that the way that you reload a shotgun is to literally make the noise, <laughs> yeah. and then your character reloads a shotgun. Nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah! <laughs> I think this might have been in a weird, like, Sherlock Holmes thing, too. Like, Sherlock. Read it aloud for the recording device. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Uh, yeah, what is unique about this number? 8,549,100... No, 549,176,320. When you read it out loud, it's even harder mm. to solve. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the No Direction PaizoCon 2019 seminar coverage. We'd like to thank Ryan Hiller of Geek Dad and Justin Sluter of Justin Sluter for the recorders they provided, as well as the KD Con team for their diligent work. To find this and other great convention coverage, visit nodirectionpodcast.com.